So Ryan Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're going to skip a little bit in this chapter because it's a long chapter and it's reviewing the same ideas. I'm not minimizing the great work of the Tzaddik, but for some people may find it a little bit taxing to go over the same ideas with just a little different spin. But uh, he gives like about almost like eight or nine different ways of looking at it. So I'm going to choose a couple more ways to look at this and then we're going to skip through. So we're starting now on page Reish, Samach, Aleph. And we're on point Ches. And he says the following. The, remember, we're talking about the three different levels of Friday night, Shabbos day, and Shabbos afternoon. And we already discussed different ways of calling them. Uh, we mentioned Yehuda Eloi, Yehuda Tato, higher and lower unity. We mentioned the idea of the world, uh, filling the world, surrounding the world few other ideas. So here's another one. The three concepts of Eved, servant, Ben, son, and a son who is a servant. So how do you feel when Shabbos is coming in? Well, Friday night is considered like the servant who's, who is, is uh, basking in the light of his master. Because the servant, he is obviously external from the master but he's nullified him totally and he nourishes his life from the master the master gives him food but he has to be totally and he's not the master he works for the master but he's totally subservient to the master okay that's friday night and what and that's the idea of we're beginning to understand that uh, Hashem is, is providing all our needs. That's what Friday night is. Hashem Mamish is the total reality. But Shabbos in the morning, we become the ele- elevated to the level of a, of a child, where the Talmud calls a child is like an extension of the parent. And he's nullified him in a way that he is incorporated within the parent. And he doesn't even have his own name, but it's like one thing. And that's where we're getting that the light, where we're, we're seeing it from God's perspective, and we have no reality at all. And then by Mincha, we put the two levels together. That, of course, the child has a virtue that's much greater because he's a part of the father. But the servant has a virtue that he's not the son. And the fact is that the servant is something external from the master, and he can reveal the honor of the master, which the child can't do because the child doesn't work that way, but he's really just nurturing from the father. So now when we perfect the perfection of this, where you have both, it's where the child is also a servant. Then in terms of Bittal, he knows that he's totally inseparable from his father and he'll never be anything on his own. But in actuality, he reveals the honor of the father because he acts like a servant. Okay? And that's our precious avoda, which is much more dear than the servant alone. Because a servant alone, at the end of the day, he has his independent reality. And anything he does, it's he did it. But a child who is totally nullified to a parent, if he works like a servant too, but yet he doesn't have grasp onto a place that he's his own entity. Beautiful way of looking at this. So 
So Friday night, we have to look at ourselves like servants to Hashem. I'm a servant. I, and the servant means every, whatever I have is from my master. But yet the servant has his own independent reality. So it's a positive and a negative. Today, we're like a child. A child, I totally came from my father, mother. That's it. I have. I have no. I don't have my own reality. I, if anything, I'm totally absorbed with my parents. It's only to do as a child. Then at the afternoon, we combine the both, and this now becomes a deeper idea. I'm just thinking out loud. What do we say in Rosh Hashanah? Avinu Malkeinu. Avinu Malkeinu has both aspects. If we call Avinu Malkeinu, Hashem is our Lord and our and our our Father and our King, what does that make us? Avinu makes us a child. Malkenu makes us a servant. And we combine the two. So that's that's the idea of what we're trying to accomplish. Okay, another level of understanding these threes is the three patriarchs, but not in the order in which they were uh, came into the world, but we're going to look at the order Yitzchak, Avraham, and Yaakov. So the Friday night meal is called for Yitzchak because he is the Merkava, he is the chariot of the Mita of Gvura, control, um, being able to, um, uh, what's the word, um, restrict oneself, constrain, constrict. The Mita of Gvura is the source of all creation of any reality. For Hashem to create the world, what Mita did Hashem have to use? One of them, and a very important one, was Gvura, because Gvura is the power of tzimtzum, constrainment and concealment. Hashem could only create a world if he concealed his reality. And by concealing the awesome light, there's the possibility for there to be creatures in the world. And if the light would truly be the way it really is, there could be no other reality. Because it would only be infinity reality of Hashem. There'd be nothing. So Hashem had to engage in the Mita of Gvura. Now the, only, now the fact is that when he conceals the light, it's possible for there to be an appearance of creation and to feel they have an independent reality. Because in that place, in that level of their looking, they don't see everything as the infinite light, but it's concealed. And they only see Hashem as one who, who has a flow, gives us life. But therefore, the creatures can feel they have some kind of reality. And based on their perception of the world, they have an independent reality. Therefore, Friday night, when it is revealed how the entire creation is created with the power of Tzimtzum, and it's not our own realities, it's all through Hashem that He gives us life and existence, that's the time for us to repair the attribute of Gvura because that's when the Tzimtzum came into the world and now to appreciate it and don't let it totally conceal Hashem. And it, and, and therefore it, uh, and we should, uh, and therefore we see Hashem within the creation properly. So we appreciate the Mita of Gvura. We appreciate that Hashem is not totally everything, but we understand that he did the tzimtzum through his power of Gvura, and that is the idea of Yitzchak, who's the power of Gvura. Okay, now we come on to the Shabbos morning. That goes after Avram, because Avram is the meat of Chesed. 
The Midas Chesed is just giving, giving, giving. And obviously Hashem created the world with Chesed. Oilam Chesed Yibana. So the Midas of Chesed itself says it's all the light of Hashem and there's nothing else. Okay, and therefore, if that, if it's just the unmitigated light, then there's nothing else, so we don't exist. That's Avram. And the third meal, third meal is Yaakov, who's the choicest of the patriarchs, which is the meat of Tiferes, glory, which is a, a combination, a unification of those two levels of Chesed and Gvura, and you get a glorious combination, and that's what we have at Shalashudas. And that's what we're having at Rava the Rava. Because it's, on the one hand, it's all the light of Hashem. And if it's all the light of Hashem, it's all Ches and there's nothing else. But on the other hand, there's Gvura, there's a creation, but there's no contradiction between the two. And that's the idea. Chesed, when it works on its own, is very powerful. It's overwhelming. Gvura, when it works on its own, enables space to be had. But each one on its own, doesn't have that perfection. Tiferes is, I got both working simultaneously and they're not in a contradiction to each other. I've got this incredible energy coming from Hashem and yet we realize there's a certain degree of gvura, but we are part of that energy. And just like we said, that the understanding of combining kindness and control is mercy Mercy is where you have both ideas at the same time and there's no contradiction. Mercy means, I know, by law I should punish you tremendously, but my chesed says I'll have mercy on you, but I will still recognize you've done something wrong. If, if you haven't done anything wrong, it's not that I'm giving you mercy, I'm just giving you kindness. So the same thing, we combine those two, and therefore we understand Shalashudas is the meal of Yaakov. Okay, I am going to skip the rest of the chapter. It's more Kabbalistic. It's wonderful uh, material, but I think we have to move on to keep our excitement levels high. So now we go to a next section, a next Ma'amar essay, which is called Darche Hahargosha, the means of feeling. And we'll start it on page, it's listed as Ayin Dalid Resh. Because it doesn't want to do it in order because that's a word that's a sad word. But Aleph Ayin Dalid Resh, which is after Resh Ayin Gimel. And Perak Aleph, the first chapter. <clears throat> and the first chapter is called To Want to Have the Feelings and the Relatability with HaKadosh Baruch And he now discusses a very important concept over here. And the, as we'll as we'll read on very shortly, but with all that we are saying, there are still people who go through the Shabbos and they really don't feel any of what we're talking about. Just don't have any of this feeling. We're talking about the lights and this and that and everything else. But I don't feel it. So how do we deal with it? And there's good Jews who just don't feel it. So this is what the focus in this section now this is a mamar this is an essay that has a number of parts i think five parts most of them are uh yeah five parts so this will take us well into finish this week and maybe go into next week as well so let's look at the first section over here 
first section is called Lahachshiv Es Hargasha to to understand to show importance to this concept of feeling. So the first thing we have to know is to recognize how important it is to have feelings towards Hashem in your avodas Hashem. And to know that the feelings is a primary aspect of your avodas Hashem. If a person thinks that the main thing is just doing what you're supposed to as a Jew, and the feelings of the heart are not so primary, a person will never reach that inner point because he finds it very hard to invest in something he doesn't think is important. And therefore, the first thing he has to do is to penetrate within himself that Hashem is waiting, yearning for us to have this inner service. Hashem wants this. He wants us to do mitzvahs with our mind, with our heart, and with our desires. And that comes from a recognition of the unity of Hashem. It comes from recognition of our, our love for Him, our yearning to get close to Him, our desire to rejoice with Hashem. We have to know that this is what Hashem wants. Now, I can give you a simple analogy. And this is very good for men especially. Okay, you're married to your wife. So now, what does your wife really want at the end of the day? What does she really want? It's exactly said over here. The wife is waiting for us to have feelings for her. And of course, we're going to do things for her. Of course, what, whatever I'm going, whatever kind of family structure we have, I don't old-fashioned, new-fashioned, whatever it is, I'm not, you know, being specific in that area. If a wife needs a husband to take care of her with Parnassa, of course he has to do this. And wife needs a husband to protect him, fine. But what is she, and, and certain things, you know, he should be doing, whatever, whatever he actions he should do. Do the carpool, um, take out the garbage, whatever it is, make supper, whatever it is. But what's she really waiting for? She wants the husband to do what he does with his mind, with his heart, and with his desire. And that he wants to get close to her. And that he has a love for her and a yearning to get close to her. And he has a desire to make her happy. Now, men have to ask themselves, is that what's on your mind? Or your mind is just do what I have to do and get the benefits I'm supposed to get. So, you know, there are certain marriages that there really isn't um, people really showing that I really want to do what she wants. I really want to make her happy. It's not easy. It's a lot of struggle goes on. But that's the same thing. So therefore, not every marriage is the best marriage in the world either. It's not that they're terrible marriages. It's not that they're going to get divorced, for shown. But they're not achieving that unity which they could have. And the same thing is with us in a Kaddish world. Some people have a big challenge in, in, in feeling anything. Some people are blessed with an ability to have an internal system that wants to feel these things. Some people just don't have it. God didn't give it to you naturally. So you got to work on it. The fact that you don't have it naturally means you get more scar for working harder to develop it. But that's number one. If we don't think that God, if the mom is saying, if you think every day your wife is waiting for you to make her happy, she wants you to express how much you want her, how much you love her, how much you care about her. If you know that's what she wants, and I'm telling you that's what they want, I mean, a normal woman does, then you can't lose by, by doing that. 
Now, obviously, it, it can't be at the expense of not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, you can't say, dear, uh, I couldn't take out the garbage this week. I couldn't go to work this week because I was busy making a surprise for your party. Your wife says, but we don't have money to pay for it because you don't go to work. So what does that help me? So you got to say, in spite of the fact I've gone to work and I have very little time, any little extra time I had, I tried to make you very happy. That's, and as I do all these things in life, it's to, why to make you happy. Why did I go to work? Why did I get the garbage? Because I love you and I want to show that that's how I love you. But you have to express it too. You have to express, you have to have that feeling. And that's something that cannot be hidden. Either you, you're showing it or you're not. So it's the same thing with Hashem. And that's a very big step to make. A lot of us think Hashem's the boss. Just do what he says. Make him happy. He's the master. He's the malach. I'm the avid. Fine. Let's just do it. No, no, no. He's also Avino. And we're his children. Hashem wants us to, to, to please him. Again, not that he needs it. It's for us to be able to connect him and have feelings to Hashem. If you're not going to have feel, then the feelings aren't there. So that's the first thing. You have to know how important feeling is in Yiddishkeit. Doesn't replace doing, but it's doing with feeling. That's number one. And then we come to the second point, which is called Rahman Aliba Boy. Hashem wants our heart. And he says the inner service of Hashem is what Hashem really asks for. It says in the Sefer Mishlei, it says, My son, give me your heart. And the rabbi said, in the Zohar Kodesh, Rachman boy. Hashem wants our heart. The Mesil Shisharim says, the thing Hashem wants most is a desirous heart and a yearning of the soul. And therefore, in footnote, Reish, it says, even though mitzvahs that may be done robotically, and certainly, mitzvah is done when you feel compelled to, even though they're very precious, but that's not what Hashem's intention was. Listen, if you do any mitzvah, Hashem's happy. But there's different levels. If you do it because I've been forced, I don't have a choice. I don't want to burn in hell. Or just doing it radically, you say, oh, that's nice. But what I really want, I want you to do it with feeling. Okay. And that's what Hashem explicitly tells us in the Torah, Sefer Dvarim, chapter 10, Pasuk Yud Beis. Ve'ato Yisrael, and now Jewish people, Ma Hashem elokech el sho'el mimcha. Meimecha. Meimcha. What is Hashem asking from you? Ki'im, but the following. Li'yiras Hashem elokecha to fear Hashem. Le'leches b'chol d'rochav, to go in all his ways. U'la'avoso, and to love him. With all your heart and all your soul. We see there's three levels described in this Pasuk. Level number one is doing the mitzvahs itself. And that's what it's saying. To, to do what Hashem wants. To go in all his ways. To serve him. So let's say Shabbos. Okay, if you have Shabbos, you have an obligation to safeguard all the halachas of Shabbos. Things you have to do, things you're not allowed to do. But that's just the beginning. But then we have to go to another level, is to do the mitzvahs with lev, b'chol levav with all your heart. Okay, that's the ne next part. That Because you love Hashem and you're yearning for Hashem because of that desire, it, it, it reveals you're doing it for that purpose. 
But then the third is even higher, and that she should do it with kavana, with intent, with a thought and a feeling of the light of Hashem and understanding the unity of Hashem and the way it is revealed in this world. So therefore, it's action, it's heart, and it's focus. Those are the three. And let's just finish a little more. And to the degree that a person does the mitzvah with this kavana and this hargasha, with this intent and with this feeling, and you're yearning for the true will of Hashem to reveal it and to receive the light of Hashem, so too the mitzvah will cause that, that Hashem will shower us with that flow of his light with much more power and with a true acquisition. The more we really want this from Hashem, the more He'll give it to us. And we do the mitzvah, it's not just we did the mitzvah, felt good about it. It's Hashem, it's like reciprocation. Okay, again, the mashal. Your wife gives you a list of things to do. And what do you do? You do, oh, do I have a choice? No. Okay, I'll do it. You do it with a long face. You said, okay, here, I did everything you asked me to do. So she says, fine. So what? So she'll make you dinner too. But there's not a lot of excitement and energy between the two of you. But if the husband says, you know, your wish is my command. You want me to do this? I did more than you asked me to do. I did this and I figured you might not be awesome to do this too. So I did this too. Because my greatest desire is to please you, my dear wife. And I'm so thrilled to be able to please you. Wow, what do you think is going to come back to you? Much more love and much more affection, no? It's exactly the same thing with Hashem. So, we can do what Hashem tells us to do. And Hashem, okay, you know, you do what you're supposed to do. Okay, so I'll let you get up tomorrow morning. You won't die when you go to sleep. And I'll make sure you have a job. It'll be a little difficult, all these things. Or Hashem can really give you energies of excitement and vitality and and to feel that Hashem loves you. See, it goes two ways. You have to say, I want to express a feeling of love. I want to show my love to Hashem. And then hopefully, when you get the love back, that's the light. But light's not going to happen. If you're not delighting in the mitzvahs, then God does not delight in you, pardon the pun. So now there's a very long footnote that we're going to uh, say outside. It starts on, on page Ayin Reish Hey. It's Reish Aleph. That footnote goes all the way. Reish Ayin Vav. And even touching on to Reish Ayin Zion. And hopefully we can finish it in this class. So now he's getting, he says, okay, let's describe this all more in Kabbalistic terms. So he says, let's take a look at these three aspects and look at it in terms of levels of soul. He says, let's start with the action. Action is the first step. And that is called, based on the level of soul, called nefesh. That's the basic level that must be. Because if you don't have any action, we don't even have any revelation that the person wants the truth. And the person has not really showed us what he really cares for at all. That we don't even know if he recognizes God. So there's nothing there to bring out the, the revelation more than an action. And 
if there's no action, there's no kli, there's no uh, chariot for the light. Right? So, and more than that, he says, even when a Jew does a mitzvah, and let's say he does it in a very dry fashion, not very exciting, but the fact that he fulfills the uh, command of Hashem, he already is clarifying and revealing that he believes in God. He knows it's a creator that commands through the mitzvah, and he shows he has some connection to that amuna, and he wants to reveal that, that I do believe in God, and I do what he says. And that brings out a little bit of the light, and therefore the action of mitzvah must happen. Without that, you have nothing. So I love God. You hear these people? It like really disturbs. They say, I love God, I believe in God, all these things, but they don't keep shots in my heart. They don't do anything. But they really, they talk to God. They do everything with God. He said, but you don't do anything to show me. That's that's the basic level. I love you, dear, but I don't do anything. I'm lazy. I don't do anything for you. So what? Who are you fooling? Okay, next level. Once you clear that first, is Debor, his speech regarding that mitzvah. And obviously the simplest way is a brach on the mitzvah. Or let's say you say kiddush. And that's the second level of the soul that's called ruach. And therefore a bracha is also obligatory because it also has a fundamental point because the ruach, the spirit, is the spirit of life in the kli. Remember, you do an action, that's the kli. When I do something, that's the um, uh, receptacle. But now you got to blow some life into the receptacle. It shouldn't be like a body without a soul. Okay, but if you don't make a bracha, it doesn't hold you back. If you take a little of it, you shake without a bracha, at the end of the day, you still did something. You just did an action. Okay, that's number two. Number three is higher, is kavana, the intention. And that's the inner feeling that comes from recognition in the reality of recognizing and feeling the reality of Hashem based on the light that comes through this mitzvah. And this level is called the neshama aspect of it because even though you have specific recognition, but the light illuminates stronger and gives you a greater recognition depending on how much you recognize in the soul. So that's the third area you're thinking about this. So therefore, you see now what he's saying. When you're making the bracha, the bracha is supposed to generate excitement on the second level. You want to talk about it. Think about it. Anything you really are excited about, don't you talk about it? I pick up my grandchildren carpool. I say, guys, another four days till Hanukkah. Oh, isn't you excited? We're talking about it. Something you're not excited about, you don't talk about. So guess what? About to do a mitzvah. Baruch Hashem. Look, think of the words you're saying for one minute. Blessed are you, God, King of the Universe. Whoa! Why are you get? Why are you blessing God? When do you bless somebody? When you ignore them? Or you want to be close to them? You want to thank them? You want to show your appreciation? Baruch Hashem. About to do a mitzvah. Whoa, that's excitement. But you also comes that third level, and that's the thinking of what am I accomplishing with this? 
what am I accomplishing with this? This is the the thought processes. What's my focal point? I'm trying to create an aspect of unity. Now, this is all in your mind. That's what you're thinking about. What is being accomplished with this? Again, same analogy. With, with your wife, you could have a relationship of nefesh, ruach, neshama. You do what your wife asks. You talk about it. And you tell her how much you tried and you were excited to do it. And then number three, if you're, what is that getting me? It's getting me a connection with her. That's what I really want is that connection. It's all the same thing with Hashem. And then he continues and he says, and don't forget, there's even a little bit more. There's a little bit more. And um, one second, let me just not skip around over here. Then he says, higher than this, the fourth level is we call Pidimius HaKavona. The inner content of the intention. And that is the kavana of feeling and understanding the light. And now that thought is the core of everything. Which means to say, when we're thinking about the inner light of Hashem in a way that it's not enclosed in feelings. But it's a clear concept. And it's so strong that there aren't even words to explain it. And in this level, it's so clear to the person's mind as if he sees it in his eyes. It's like, Mamish, I know it. It's so clear. I don't need anything explained. There's nothing even to explain. And this is the idea of total Beto before Hashem. And that's the level called Chaya. That's the Neshama of the Neshama. And higher than that is what we call the Ratzon. Complete desire. To only want Hashem and only want His mitzvahs and only to reveal the light and come to the unity. And now when that comes into the person, whoa, that's called Yechidah. That's the union completely. Okay, now, that's the first part of this. Second part, he says, the light of Hashem will flow according to where your mind is in doing this mitzvah. If the person just prepares the body, just the nefesh aspect, which is a very important step, so Hashem will flow to him with the light of nefesh. And we'll, he'll get a basic understanding of Hashem and he'll accept the yoke of Shemaim. That's, that's what he'll get from that. That's what Hashem will respond. The person prepares his ruach. He does things with a heart towards Hashem. So he's, he has a deeper appreciation of Hashem. So when Hashem reveals to him, he'll reveal higher levels of feelings to him. And he'll mamish feel a love of Hashem. And if he gets his mind involved in here, and doing the midst of the kavana to feel some unity with Hashem, so the light that comes with that will illuminate for, further to help you succeed in really feeling this connection of eternal life with Hashem. And therefore, we can have two Jews do the exact same mitzvah. But one of them, it's it's uh, it's mamish, it, it's something that, that inspires him. And he feels God much more. But the friend doesn't feel anything. And the reason is, the first guy does the mitzvah with all his fiber, with every part of his existence. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chai, yechida. And therefore, all those things illuminate back. But his friends who doesn't prepare anything. So what what illuminates him? Just the nefesh of the mitzvah. 
even though that's helpful, because he'll accept the yoke of heaven, he has the part of the mitzvahs, but all other aspects are not there, and he's missing that. And that's the same thing you'll find with your marriage to your spouse or with friends, and same thing with a Kurdish Baruch And therefore, the very important is you've got to get your heart, every aspect of yourself has to be thrown into it. Okay, we're going to, uh, tomorrow we'll discuss, anyone who does this will be able to, as it were, taste what the Shabbos is all about. Okay.